0: Hello, this is Jeff Barnum reading the Supreme Court opinion syllabus in *Laura v. United States, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. Argued March 28, 2023. Decided June 16, 2023. A federal court imposing multiple prison sentences typically has discretion to run the sentences concurrently or consecutively. See 18 United States Code, Section 3584. An exception exists in Section 924, subparagraph C, which provides that no term of imprisonment imposed on a person under this subsection shall run concurrently with any other term of imprisonment. Here, the court considers whether Section 924C's bar on concurrent sentences extends to a sentence imposed under a different subsection Section 924J. Petitioner Efrain Laura was convicted of the federal crime of aiding and abetting a violation of Section 924, subparagraph J1, which penalizes a person who, in the course of a violation of subsection C, causes the death of a person through the use of a firearm, where the killing is a murder. A violation of subsection C occurs when a person uses or carries a firearm during and in relation to any crime of violence or drug trafficking crime, or possesses a firearm in furtherance of any such crime. Laura was also convicted of a second federal crime, conspiring to distribute drugs. At sentencing, the district court concluded that it lacked discretion to run the sentences for Laura's two convictions concurrently, because Section 924 sees bar on concurrent sentences governs section 924J sentences. The district court sentenced Laura to consecutive terms of imprisonment for the drug distribution conspiracy count and the 924J count. The court of appeals affirmed. Held. Section 924C's bar on concurrent sentences does not govern a sentence for a 924J conviction. A 924J sentence, therefore, can run either concurrently with or consecutively to another sentence. Sections 924C and 924J criminalize the use, carrying, and possession of firearms in connection with certain crimes. Subsection C lays out a set of offenses and their corresponding penalties. It also mandates that a term of imprisonment imposed on a person under this subsection must run consecutively with other sentences. Subsection J, likewise, lays out offense elements and corresponding penalties. Unlike Subsection C, Subsection J contains no consecutive sentence mandate. Subsection C's consecutive sentence mandate applies only to the terms of imprisonment prescribed within Subsection C. A sentence imposed under Subsection J does not qualify. Subsection J is located outside Subsection C and does not call for imposing any sentence from Subsection C. And while Subsection J references Subsection C, that reference is limited to offense elements, not penalties. Congress did not, as the government maintains, incorporate Section 924C as a whole into Section 924J, such that a 924J defendant Faces subsection J's penalties plus subsection C's penalties. Subsection J nowhere mentions, let alone incorporates, subsection C's penalties. Moreover, as subsections C and J are written, a sentencing court cannot always obey both sets of penalties. To avert potential conflict between subsections C and J, the government points to another provision, section 924, subsection C5, as a model but assuming without deciding whether Section 924C5 operates as the government says, Congress did not implement that design in Subsection J. Equally unavailing is the government's argument that under double jeopardy principles, a defendant cannot receive both Subsection C and Subsection J sentences for the same conduct that view of double jeopardy can easily be squared with the conclusion that subsection J neither incorporates subsection C's penalties nor triggers the consecutive sentence mandate. It is not implausible, as the government asserts, for Congress to have imposed the harsh consecutive sentence mandate under subsection C but not subsection J, which covers more serious offense conduct. That result is consistent with the statute's design. Unlike subsection C, subsection J generally eschews mandatory penalties in favor of sentencing flexibility. Of a piece, subsection J permits flexibility to choose between concurrent and consecutive sentences. Congress chose a different approach to punishment in subsection J than in subsection C, and the court must implement the design Congress chose. Vacated and remanded, Justice Jackson delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. Thank you for listening. Please help us by rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you subscribe so you can get all of the end-of-term decisions automatically delivered to your device. If you wish to communicate with the podcast, please email us at scotusdecisions at gmail.com.